Christ, the Son of the Living God. I welcome you this morning into the Redeemed Christian Church of God Solution Center, Mbagathi Way, Nairobi, in our live online worship. I know that you are in the comfort of your homes, in different places watching right now, of course, because of what we all know is in place in the entire world. And that is the fact that coronavirus has invaded the earth and he has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he will not succeed. And we are coming to you this morning in our Thanksgiving service. If you are joining us and it is your first time, you've not been part and parcel of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. In the Redeemed Christian Church of God all over the world, the first Sunday of every month is designated for thanksgiving. Just giving thanks to the Lord our God who saw us through the previous month and brought us into the new month. We are aware that thousands and thousands of people passed away in the last month, and that's the month of March. But you and I are alive today because of the message 
the goodness, the love, and the compassions of our God. And therefore, we have every reason to give him thanks. Welcome to this life worship. And today, by the grace of God, we will do as much as possible. We will go to the extent that the Lord will enable us to go to make it still be like a thanksgiving service. When we celebrate Jesus, when we rejoice in his presence, when we sing and dance before him, we will make it as much as possible to look very close to that if it will not even be exactly that or more than that. Because wherever the spirit of the living God is, there is always a mighty move of God and things that usually seem impossible become possible. So welcome, welcome. Shall we pray together? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your message. We thank you for all your mighty works in our lives. Papa, it is because of you that we are still being counted among the living. It is because of you that there is still a yearning in our hearts to worship you. And we say thank you. Thank you for my brothers and my sisters in their various homes in different places who are keying in into this worship. My God and my Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who have no access to internet, who have no access, oh God, to even the online worship that we are experiencing now. Possibly because they do not have the kind of phone or an access through any other means to be part of this very service. You know them, Lord. You know them. I am asking that as you visit us who are tuning in, that you will visit my brothers and my sisters, all of these your children that are not able to key in. Whatever you are doing in our lives, oh God, do also in their own lives as well. I'm asking my God and my Father that you will show yourself strong. You show yourself mighty even in our midst. Wherever we are, distance is not a barrier to you. The spirit of the living God is possible, is able to permeate into all the nooks and corners of the world and to do exactly whatsoever it is that is in your mind, oh God, to do in our lives. I say thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, please lead us in this service. Lead us in your power. Lead us in your love. Let your name be glorified. Let it be a service indeed. Let it be a worship indeed. Let it be something, oh God, that everyone will say of a truth that you, the great God, the mighty God, were present even in our worship today and in the lives of people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear you say amen in the spirit wherever you are? Glory be to God. We take this song that talks about the God whose mercy endures forever. The covenant keeping God. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The man of war. The great fighter. The one who has never lost any battle and will never lose any. The one who is the custodian of power. 
We want to sing and to worship him. And make known to the world and to everybody everywhere. And to the spirits around. That the Lord our God is the man of war. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jehovah, the man of war. His message endureth forever and ever. Oh, praise his holy name. Hallelujah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jehovah, the man of war. His mercy endure forever. Your mercies endure 
forever in Jesus mighty name we have worshiped and prayed amen hallelujah we'll take a hymn what a friend we have in Jesus what a friend we have in Jesus that is our hymn so wherever you are you can google it just write him. What a friend we have in Jesus. The lyrics will appear. But I believe also it shall be projected so that those of us who are watching can get it from the screen as it's being shown to you. What a friend we have in Jesus. I have a friend in Jesus. And I believe you also have a friend in Jesus. A friend indeed. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Trouble 
shall we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your holy son, I thank you for this hour. 
I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, because I know there is power in your word. And your word does not know any boundary. As it is ministered from here, from this altar, it will reach various corners, nooks and corners of this earth. And thy word, which is full of power, shall have full effect in the lives of those who hear. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, as you may already be aware, or if you are not aware, you can know it now. Every month has a team. By the grace of God, we see God's face to know what the theme of every month will be. And so this month has been declared to us as our month of unshakable confidence in God. Our month of unshakable confidence in God. And so as our manner is, we will look into the theme by the grace of God as the Holy Spirit will enable us. And from there, we will indeed point out to you the things that you need to know. And what you should look out for. And what you should, what you should practice as this month goes on. May the Lord bless you as you listen and hear his word and put it also to practice. In, this, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Our text is from the book of Mark. We'll take two texts. Text. One from the Old Test, from the New Testament, the other one from the Old Testament. From the New Testament is from the book of Mark, chapter 10. We read from verse 46 to 48. Mark chapter 10 from verses 46 to 48. Hallelujah. Mark. I'm reading from the Old King James Version. Mark. Chapter 10, 46 to 48. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. I will take that verse 46 again very quickly. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more, a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Our next reading is going to come from the book of Daniel, the Old Testament. Daniel chapter 3. And we'll read verses 14 to 18. Daniel. Chapter 3, verses 14 to 18. And I read, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, 
and Abednego. Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Now, if ye be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dusima, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And if he will deliver us, <coughs> sorry, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Hallelujah. Two scriptures we have read. Mark chapter 10, 46 to 48. And then Daniel chapter 3, 14 to 18. There are some similarities from these two scriptures. In the first one, there was a man who is the main actor in the story. His name was Blind Bartimaeus. He is the center of the story in Mark chapter 10, verses 46. To 48. The Bible tells us Jesus came out of Jericho and was heading to where he was heading to and there was a man who was blind. His father was Timius. He himself was nicknamed blind by Timius. So his nickname or uh, his name was derived from the fact that he was blind. His status defined what people called him. His predicament defined what people called him. They called him blind Bartimaeus. But the day came when Jesus was passing by where he was. The Bible tells us there was a multitude of people, a great multitude, a great number of people following Jesus. And Bartimaeus inquired to know what was going on. And they told him the person that was passing, 
that is bringing up about this noise, this commotion you are hearing is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As soon as he heard that, the Bible tells us, he began to cry out with a loud voice, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Why was Bartimaeus crying? And why was he crying out to Jesus? Not to the multitude. Even when those that belong to the multitude tried to shut up his mouth. The Bible tells us he cried out the more. Why was he crying out? Of course the truth is that he was crying out because of his predicament. His predicament. Number two, he was crying out to Jesus, not to the rest of the people, because of what he believed, because of the kind of confidence that he had in Christ Jesus. Definitely, he must have heard about what Jesus had been doing. And so, if he had this opportunity, he must have, must have thought to himself, this time that Jesus is coming close to where I am, I must draw his attention. The people tried to shut him down. But his confidence in Jesus could not allow that. Thank God they did not put their hands to block his mouth so that nobody would hear him. They only threatened him. Shut up your mouth. You should hold your peace. But they still allowed him to have his mouth. You still have your mouth wherever you are. Whatever the situation you are going through, you still have your mouth. If you are faced with a predicament, you still have your mouth. If you are faced with a situation that is beyond you, you still have your mouth. It doesn't matter who is around you. Blood Martinius made his voice to be heard. You can make your voice to be heard by God. They couldn't stop him. In the second case, Three Hebrew children were charged by King Nebuchadnezzar after they have accused them of the fact that they were not bound down to worship the image, the idol that Nebuchadnezzar had made. And when King Nebuchadnezzar approached them, he said to them, is it true that you have refused to bow down to the idol that I made. And I said everybody should worship. Okay, I'm giving you another chance. I'm giving you a chance now. When you hear the instrument of music play and you bow down, that will be fine. But if you don't bow down and worship, you will enter into the fire. And it didn't just end up with, if you don't bow down and worship. Nebuchadnezzar also threatened even God by saying, who is that God that shall deliver you? <laughs> when you are faced with a threat, 
from a superior, coming from someone who believes that he or she possesses power to silence you, to demean you. When anybody makes an utterance that has to demean the God that you believe in, that is the time that you are supposed to make manifest your confidence in that God that you worship. These three Hebrew children told the king, we are not careful. In other words, we are not going to try and be diplomatic and try to be polite in answering you, O king. There is no diplomacy in this matter. Our God, who we serve, that's, that's where the issue is. Do you serve God? Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from that fire and from your hand, O king. But peradventure, he decides not to. Our worship will only be to him and him alone. We will not bow. God wants us to have unshakable confidence in him. Unshakable confidence. What is this confidence? This is the way I define confidence. It is my or your belief in someone's capacity or ability. My belief or reliance in someone's capacity or ability. Now somebody can have put confidence in himself. You can put confidence in a man. But where God wants us to put our confidence is in him. And that's what we are treating this very day. We are treating confidence in God. Having confidence in God. It comes in so many ways. But I will try by God's grace to just bring out two major areas by which this unshakable confidence comes. Two major areas. Number one is personal experience. Personal experience. You are an individual. I am an individual. If I want to demonstrate confidence in God, it is expected that I watch my experiences with this God that I serve, that I believe. It is expected that you watch your experiences. The things that happen around you. The things that you see in your day-to-day -day living. On the ground that you know you are a child of God, you worship him. There is a man called David. He's a very good example for us. David. When he was still a very young boy, in his youth, a teenager, he experienced something that himself testified about. In the book of First Samuel, chapter 17, verses 34 to 37. At this point in time, it has not been recorded, it has not been heard, that David 
did this kind of a thing that he was testifying of. But there was a time, at this very point in time, it was necessary for David to make reference to indeed hold on to the experience he has had concerning this God. And that was the time that he went into the war front as his father had commanded him to go and see how the brethren, his brethren were faring in the warfare. And at that point in time, Goliath appeared. And the man called Goliath had been terrorizing the children of Israel. Saul and the rest of them. This man, David, was in this place. And he listened and heard what this man called Goliath said. In order for David to convince King Saul that it is not about him when he has said, I will fight this Goliath. Even though this mighty man of valor are afraid of him, I, the youth, I will fight this man. So when the king tried to persuade him not to attempt that, he said to the king, I was keeping my father's flock. And one day, a lion came. A deer came and grabbed one of the animals. Took one of the lamb. He said, I ran after the lion. Delivered the lamb and killed the lion. The bear also came I grabbed the bear and killed the bear. O king, the God who made that possible, he will also make possible that I will kill this Goliath. David, based on his experience, when he killed the lion and the bear, he knew that he had no capacity of himself to have done that. He knew it was practically impossible for him to have killed the lion and killed the bear. He knew it was God. So when that need arose, this time that it was Goliath, David told King Saul, the God who by his power I killed the lion and the bear. He's still alive. By his power again, I will get this Goliath killed. And that's precisely what happened. It was his experience. And so as a child of God, you need to have your own experience in your day-to-day -day walk with God. Let me share something with you. Something that happened just a few days ago. And the first of April I woke up to come for the loading of the womb of the month there are prophetic prayer rally you see you still see it online when I woke up I felt some little pain on my eyes but it was nothing so I came ministered and went home went through the day then slept in the night 
When I woke up, I woke up on the second day. I barely could see anything with my right eyes. It was so bad. So I tried to pull, to pull, so that it can open. And when I saw, I said, ah, let me, I was still on the bed, let me take a photo. So I took a photo. I did a sapphire. That's it on the screen. I was still on the bed. I took, can you make it, can you zoom it closer so that people can see if it's possible? Okay, it's not possible. Let's just see the way, whichever way you have seen it. Now, I was able to see a little bit. Where is this coming from? This is just the second day of the month of April. That was on Thursday. Of course, based on experience and confidence in this God, the one who has the capacity to do anything and everything, I called on him. I asked him to come and hear me take away this thing the way you have always done before. It was in the night of that Thursday that my wife, my precious, saw it and said, ah, what is this? So I told her the story. By Friday, there was still a remnant of it. But by yesterday, it went. And I did nothing other than believe in the power of the living God to walk and to act. You too can have confidence in this same God. By experience, you can know, you can trust him, you can believe in him that he has the capacity to do anything, anytime, any day. And he will never fail you. He will never fail those who believe in him. Number two, I said number one was personal experience. Number two is knowledge. You can have this unshakable confidence in God through knowledge. And this knowledge can come in various ways. But I will just bring out two. Number one, true teachings. True teaching. That's number two, verse A. True teachings. Like we know, like I'm, what I'm doing now is teaching. And we are taught in the church. We are taught through various other means. Now when you are being taught and your knowledge is increasing little by little, little by little, little by little, it is expected that based on that knowledge you are acquiring, you are acquiring by and through such teaching that you develop an unshakable confidence in the living God. When the children of Israel, sorry, the, these three Hebrew children said to Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow to your idols. Why? Because they have been taught, they have been told that as children of Israel, Israel, hear you all Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall worship no other God. You shall serve no other God but him, the almighty. So they knew, they have been taught, they have been told that this is the situation of the children of Israel. 
You don't bow down to idols. You only worship the living God. And so when Nebuchadnezzar threatened them, they said, we are not careful to answer you in this matter, O king. The God that we serve, he is able to deliver us. But even if he does not, let it be known to you that we will not bow down to your golden image and worship your golden image. It will not happen. Now, this is supposed to be the character of believers based on what we have been taught. I know many of us compromise when we are threatened, but that happens simply because you don't have confidence in the God that you serve. You don't have confidence in the Jesus that you said you believe in. If you do, there is no way anybody will threaten you and you com compromise your faith, your stand. God wants us to be like these three Hebrew children. He wants us to be confident in him and he wants our confidence to be unshakable. Let nothing shake your confidence. Let nobody shake your confidence in God. Let's hold on to him. And that's told in the book of Matthew. 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 Uh, maybe before I read Matthew, let me first read um, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. So that I can get some lesson out of it. 8, chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Romans 8, 31 and 32. I read. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Brothers and sisters, we are in a time that every one of us ought to begin to exhibit the confidence that we all ought to have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But unfortunately, I see that many of us, even when we have heard the gospel preached to us, year after year, year after year, we still don't demonstrate. We still don't have confidence in this God. We all know that we got saved by God, the Almighty, sending his son Jesus Christ, who came to this world and died for us. If you are a Christian, you know it. You know that you are different from the rest. You know the kind of joy you have. You know the experiences you've been having. So how come that in a time of trouble, all the confidence is thrown away? This is God who has capacity and ability to do all things. He wants us to have confidence in him. Your confidence needs not to be shaken. Needs not be shaken at all under any circumstance. Coronavirus is sweeping across the nations. And many are being killed. And Christians are fidgeting just like the unbelievers. Hey, 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 hey. I hope it will not kill me. Oh. I hope it will not kill me. Ah, ah. 
is your confidence in God? Why will he kill you? Where is your God? Was coronavirus made for you? Did God tell you in a dream, in case you didn't hear him loud and clear, that I'm sending a, a virus that will kill you? Have you heard that from God's mouth? Why will you not have confidence in this God? And be certain that he is able to deliver you. If he deliver the children of Israel, the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if he delivered them from that burning, that very, very, very furnace, how do you think he will not deliver you? Your confidence will determine whether he will deliver you or not. When you place your confidence, will determine whether God will act in your life or not. He said he will give us all things freely. Meaning he will shield you also. He will provide for you. If he did not spare Jesus and gave him for you and for me, God has ability to save us from the coronavirus. And he will surely do so in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Now number two, B, that is 2B. Knowledge from another person's testimony. Now you can have this unshakable confidence by hearing the testimony of another individual. By hearing the testimony of what happened somewhere else some time ago. You can have this same confidence. Particularly if you are also in the same line with the person who shared that testimony. And a good example is from the book of Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I will read from verse 7 to verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Very quickly. But for me, before I read, let me first give you a background. The tribe of Judah, led by Jehoshaphat, the king at this material time, have been threatened. They were about to be run over by nations. Far more in number than the children of Judah. And the people of Judah were afraid. And they had a reason to be afraid. Because when you see things with your physical eyes, then fear must come. But God wants us not just to see things with our physical eyes, but also see things with our spiritual eyes. God is a spirit. And when any issue comes against you, see it in the spiritual realm. Take it to the spiritual realm. At that spiritual realm, you will magnify the God who has the capacity to deal with that situation. And this is what this Bible tells us. Jehoshaphat is speaking. He is telling God, from verse 7. Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to, this, to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name saying if when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, 
we stand before this house and in thy presence for thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction then thou will hear and help and now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mansai whom thou wouldest not that whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt but they turned from them and destroy them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, we doubt not judge them for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes are upon thee. Our eyes are upon thee. Why was Jehoshaphat making this statement? Why was he talking to God this way? Because there had been a, a very serious history. An uncompromising history. A history that is unquestionable. Of how God fought for the children of Israel. He wasn't alive that time. But he narrated it to God. How when they came out from Egypt. As they marched on. At that point in time. Joshua was leading them. God charged them not to touch these people. The Ammonites. Don't touch them. Don't do them any harm. So he said to God. Can you see when we came out. We were loaded with power. You were with us. We didn't touch them. We didn't destroy them. See how they have come against us now. Lord, we have no power to handle them. Will you not judge them? You see, this statement showed and demonstrates his confidence in this God. And we know how the battle was fought. God fought that battle. Listen, it is the same God. It is the same God. So when you hear testimonies of other people, when you hear of what God has been doing in the lives of other people, when you hear of what God did in the days of the Bible, what you need to do is to believe and you will get the same result. Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 3. Matthew 8, 1 to 3. Matthew 8, 1 to 3. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Hallelujah. This story is another testimony. But how did this leper come up with this idea? How did this leper demonstrate this kind of confidence, unshakable confidence? He must have had people's testimonies may have gingered him. When he went to Jesus and worshipped, he said to Jesus, 
You have the capacity. You have the ability to clean me up. And make me free from this leprosy. Unshakable confidence. You have the capacity, Jesus. You have the power. You have what it takes to make me clean. And what did Jesus say? He said, are we? He stretched forth his hand, touched him. Are we? Be clean. And immediately, his leprosy left him. Brothers and sisters, wherever you are, God wants you to have confidence that is unshakable. Whether the wind is blowing or the storm that is beyond your knowledge is coming against you. He wants us to have an unshakable confidence. When you hear the testimonies of other people, believe it. Grab it. Walk with it. Call on the same God. When Jehoshaphat was calling on God, he was doing that because he knew that this same God responded to the cries of his forefathers. When they turned to him. And that's why he didn't fail. He didn't disappoint. He fought that battle. In an amazing way. Learn to have faith. Learn to have confidence. Learn to trust God. God alone. Now. In conclusion. What is the importance of this confidence? What is the importance of this very, very thing that we are talking about? Having an unshakable confidence. This time, I will read it from the New King James Version. New King James Version. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And I'm going to read from, I'm going to read verse 35 only. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Let's read together wherever you are. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, Hebrews 10, 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. So what is the importance of this Unshakable confidence. It is the reward it brings. It brings great reward. When you exhibit confidence in God, you will get the reward that comes with it. And it's usually great because to have an unshakable confidence is to have a great confidence in God and it produces a great reward. Brothers and sisters, wherever you are, I want you to know that Jehovah has the capacity to keep you. He has the capacity to keep me. He has the capacity to keep all of us. And he will surely keep you. I told you earlier on, on that first day of April, by the grace of God, as the Lord God liveth, when everything is over, we shall count our numbers. And it shall be said that not one of us is missing. As we were before this evil came, so we will be. Not one shall be missing. And it's not going to be by power. Zechariah chapter 4, 6 and 7. Not by might, not by power. But by my spirit, said the Lord. 
every mountain of, of a coronavirus or COVID-19 shall be removed by the spirit and the power of the almighty God in the name of Jesus Christ. So have confidence. Let your confidence be unshakable. Let it not be shaken. Don't allow anything to shake it. God is a great one. God is the great one. He's the mighty one. He's the holy one. He's the righteous one. He's upright in all his ways. He will keep you as he is keeping me. He will keep your family. And he will do wonders in our midst. But for you to have unshakable confidence, you must surrender your life to him. You must be his follower. You must be someone who loves him. Who indeed hates sin. Who doesn't want to dwell in sin, to live in sin. Someone who will say to him, Lord, on a daily basis, lead me. If you are there and you desire that I should pray for you. So that you become a child of God from today. Something that happened to me in 1982, March, will happen to you. Jesus will come and he will take away all your sins. Wash you clean and give you a new name. You'll be called a Christian. You'll be named after him. And he will watch over you. So if you are there and you want to surrender your life to Jesus, I want to lead you into this prayer. Please don't touch that die. Leave it right there because after this prayer, there's a prayer that I'm going to make after. So don't miss out from that prayer. For the Lord has laid it in my heart and I will pray it and I know he will answer this prayer. So if you are there and you are giving your life to Jesus, you are tired of sin, you don't want to continue the way you are, all I want you to do, God wants you to surrender. He wants you to repent from all your sins. You're a sinner, you know it. You do things that God says you should not do, you know it. So if that is your desire, right there where you are, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Oh Lord, God Almighty, today, with all my heart, I come before you as a sinner. I come in repentance and I plead with you. Please forgive me all my sins. Today, with all my heart, I receive your gift. I receive Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord and my Savior. And let his blood Wash over me. Cleanse me. And make me whole. Today, I said to Satan, I reject you and all your ways. I have received Jesus into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I will follow him. I will serve him. I will love him all the days of my life. You have nothing in me anymore, Satan. My sins have been forgiven. And I am grateful. Thank you, God, for forgiving me. And thank you for making me your child. Please accept my thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, I say congratulations. 
You have become my brother. You have become my sister. We are now one in Christ Jesus. All you need to do, whether you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, just said, say right down there, thank God I got saved today. Thank God I received Jesus Christ today as my Lord and my Savior. Just put it down so that we can track you and pray for you more and indeed follow you up so that you can grow as a Christian. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now, you're already aware that today is our Thanksgiving Sunday. The prayer I'm going to pray, I will not pray it now. I will pray it after. So it is time for us to give our offerings. Wherever you are, listen, don't allow the people who don't know you are God to tell you what to do. I learned that some people who don't know God were talking against a particular church that collected offerings from people. That is ignorance. God made it clear. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. And that's why at every opportune time we give. You sow your seed on the first of April. By the grace of God, God helped us to provide food, raw food, to more than 200 people, something that can take them for some days. In this place, the Redeemed Christian Church of God Solution Center, every one of them was given 33 kg, 33 kg of various food items. But when their number looked so more than expected, because I had announced it will only be for 200, they came more. So after they have done 172 people having 33 kg, they have to now reduce the size so that the rest of the people can get more, can get as well. So as a church, we are participating in sowing, sowing into the lives of people. So please, this is your time to give your offerings. They are projecting for you the various offering um, methods. Either M-Pesa, you see the M-Pesa pay number, or you do an online transfer to the account, the Redeemed Christian Church of God. As you give your offering, even in this hard time, God knows what to do. I have my, I have my offering here. This is my offering. I have it here. See it very clearly. Are you seeing my offering? This is my offering. This is it, my offering. I have my tithe. This is my tithe. It's a check. It's my tithe. I'm a pastor. This is my tithe. I also have my Thanksgiving offering. I wish when I was talking, you were sharing them to differentiate these envelopes. But you are not busy doing what... Show this thing, bring it closer so that people can know that this is Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving. This is tithe. This is offering. So whatever you are giving, give it as unto the Lord. Seed time and harvest shall not cease. If you are writing a check, write the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Find your way to the church anytime within the week outside Monday and drop the check. You can also go to the bank and put it there. If the Thanksgiving after you have uh, written the number four zero baby number four zero zero two two two, and then you have also written two zero nine zero hash, you say offering or say tithe. Or say thanksgiving. Just differentiate them. Whatever it is. Come and collect my offering brother. 
I'm giving my offering as well as my tithe and my thanksgiving at the same time. You can also do it wherever you are. The Lord, he is God. Glory be to God. This is it. Come up where they will see you. Come on. Take those of you who are zooming. Can you show him that I'm giving an offering? Uh-huh. This is it. This is my offering. This is my tithe. It normally follows offering. This is my thanksgiving. God bless you. So do it wherever you are. Do it wherever you are. Don't mind those people who don't want you to reap. Even in the time of scarcity. So, so, give and the Lord will bless you as you do so. Can you now make it bigger so that, take me out of the screen and show the things very well so that I can see it. Bigger. Take me out of the screen and now show everything bold. Okay. <laughs> Please, if you are using phone, go close to your phone very well. Or take a photo of it and then you can enlarge it so that you can see. If you are not seeing very well, you can enlarge it and it will come up better. God bless you. God bless you. Let me pray over our giving. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you. Thank you even in this time of coronavirus. The earth is still remaining. And you said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. As we continue to sow seed, so shall we continue to reap the harvest. Lord, Papa, accept our offerings. Accept our thanksgiving. Also receive our tithes. It is yours. You are a faithful God. You will never lie. Forever your word is true. Thank you for the privilege to give. I pray Lord that everyone who has given. That you the almighty God. Will accept and bless them in return. And those who do not have. Lord you are the God of wonders. You have the capacity to bless those who don't have and make them have so that they can also partake of that of sowing and reaping. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, I would want us to do just two minutes of um, Thanksgiving dance. And then I will pray that prayer. About two minutes of Thanksgiving dance. Show how much you love him. Show how much you love your Savior. Are you ready? Eh, 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 
Let me hear the instruments of preaching. Come on.
I thank you for who you are. You are the self-existing, the covenant-keeping God, the unchangeable changer, the Lord, our rock, our shield and buckler. Your name is a strong tower. The righteous runs into your name and the receptive. My God and my Father, I thank you for you have ability to do all things. Once again, Lord, I come in your name and I come before you. Jesus, Savior, Healer, Deliverer, it is in your name that I approach the throne of grace. Concerning this demon, this evil called coronavirus, ancient of days, they called it COVID-19. COVID-19, what are you doing in 2020? COVID-19, what are you doing in 20? COVID-19, what are you doing in 20? You belong to the past by the authority of Jesus Christ. You must go back to the past where you belong. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have no business in 20. You have no business in 20. Oh God, my father, you are the man of war. Ancient of days, you are unchangeable. Jesus, you are unchangeable. A blind man was brought to you in the book of John. And you spat on the ground, made a clay, rubbed it on his eyes. And you asked him to go and wash in the pool. And he went and washed. He came back seeing. You are the same forever. Lord, your children are located in different places. In this land. In this nation, Kenya. And when we speak, Lord, saliva comes out of our mouths. When we speak, oh God, that is water, saliva that comes out. Lord, let everyone that is called by your name, who speaks and spits on the ground. The ground is yours. Let the spitting be mixed with the soil from a clay and let it be rubbed upon all of those who have already contacted this virus called coronavirus. As they take their bath, as they take their bath, as they take their bath, let your miraculous healing take place in their lives in the name of Jesus. My God and my Father, you are the man of war. Everything in this land you have made for a purpose. For two purposes. Both for peace and for war. For peace and for war. Therefore, Lord, I am asking by your power that everything in this land, the mountains, the ground, the trees, the waters, wherever they are, let them all become instruments of warfare. Instruments of warfare. Oh God of heaven and earth. In the book of Numbers. The ground opened. And more than 200 people were buried alive. And the ground 
covered up again. Let the ground of Kenya spiritually open up and let this coronavirus be swallowed up in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the fire in the land. 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 Let the waters of the land. Let the waters of the land. Let the wind in the land. Let the wind in the land go against this virus in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have ability. You have power. And I am unshakable in my confidence in you. I ask God of heaven and earth. Show yourself, Lord. Show yourself. Papa, show yourself. Once again, I decree and declare you are covering over all those who are in the front line fighting this enemy. The doctors, the nurses, the cleaners, the servants, the medics in general, let them all be shielded. From this day forward, not one of them shall be said to have contacted this virus. And the one that has contacted it already, I speak your word of healing. Wherever she is, let her be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, our confidence in you is unshaken. It's unshakable and can never be shaken. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, I and we have prayed. Amen and amen. God bless you wherever you are. You are blessed. The strength of Israel will never lie. He will keep and preserve you. It is well with you. Now let me address what the Lord ministered to me. You can take it or leave it. Now seeing what our government have been doing. Excellent job. Excellent job. It is wrong for anybody, anybody to lift up the mouth or to write online anything against those people who are fighting hard to save you, to preserve you. They are making sacrifices. So going against them, saying rubbish against them is simply bringing a curse upon yourself. So I will advise you, stop. Now let me go to now what the Lord ministered to me. Everywhere we are, this coronavirus all over the world can be conquered within 21 days. How? The reason is this. And how? The way we die is this. If everybody puts up, put on the mark, mask that covers the nose and mouth, everybody, and you keep to what you have been told, wash your hand and keep that distance. I've been told, within 21 days, there will not be one person that will contact that disease. It will only be for those who had it already and they are waiting for their healing. The reason why 
America is having it more. I will tell you that. But I can also tell you here and now, believe it or not, you are free. Africa's case will not be like the Western world's case in this matter. It will not happen. It will not be said under any circumstance that Africa is suffering the way they are suffering there. And there are obvious reasons. One of the reasons is because we have been calling on God as a nation, our president led us for more than one hour of praying, calling on God for intervention. Many of you have forgotten. You thought it was a play. It wasn't a play. Christians all over Africa have been praying. And I know they are praying in other parts of the world too. But there are things that they are not doing. Which we are doing ourselves. Which puts us at an advantage. And I will let you know. You know this social distance we talk about. When you consider the way we are in Africa. In a, a, a house that is 12 by 12. A room that is 12 by 12. And is accommodating about seven people in that room. How can you possibly keep that distance in that your house? But outside, yes, you can. But when you get back home, everybody finds a place to sleep in that 12 by 12 feet house. And this is where a proverb in my native language becomes relevant. And it is said, the horse that is without tears, the horse that is without a tear, without a tear, it is God that pursues flies for that horse. God pursues flies for that horse. So God knows the way we are in Africa. He knows our situation. And so he will be pursuing that fly for us. That's number one. Number two. And take it or leave it. The reason why the Western world, particularly America, is getting this more and more is because of culture. And I'll tell you that culture. It has been said that this disease comes out through droppings. America, more than any other nation in the world, is known for this kissing. Mm, 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 mm. And when they do that, they put their mouth in the mouth of the other person, not knowing that this person has already contacted this virus and it is released without them knowing. So this is the reason why it is more in America. This is the reason. So those of you who have been used to that, it is better that you do away with it right now to save your life. When this evil is over, you can come back. The reason why it is increasing and increasing on a daily basis in America is because of their culture of kissing and sticking and breathing upon one another, staying there for a long time, passing this virus. If you stop and you put on this mask, the world will be free from it within 21 days. Observing also the distance where it is possible and washing the hands the way government has asked us to do. It is possible. Even this idea of not gathering together is to keep that distance. But if we wear the mask, and I saw somebody as I was coming to this 
to the church this morning, and some, somebody putting on the mask, and it was only the mouth. He covered the mouth and exposed the nose. Please, that is not how to do it. You breathe in with your breathe in and out with your nose. It has to cover the nose and your mouth. I'm not a doctor, but I'm a spiritual doctor by the grace of God. So I can as well advise you. So please, let's do the necessary. Let's do what the government is asking us to do. But more than ever before, let people buy. Let those who don't have money buy for those. Let those who have money buy for those who don't have. Let everybody put on this mask. This war will be won within three weeks. Because you know, I have had nobody coughing near me. You will hardly see people who are coughing. Meanwhile, this thing is passing on. The closeness at which you stay with somebody talking to you will determine whether you get the virus or not. Let's defeat this demon. As we are fighting it spiritually, God is also on our side. Keep that distance. When you are talking to people, keep the distance. But above all, let us get the mask and put it on. It will defeat this enemy hands down within a short time. All this lockdown will be brought to an end. But we continue to do the way we are doing. It may be extended, but we have prayed. And I believe in the power of prayer. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Before then, let me pray. Father, this is yet another week. In your miraculous way, I ask, bring an end, O oh God, to this lockdown. Bring an end to it. Bring an end. By wisdom, by wisdom, battles are fought and won. I pray that your wisdom, which you have given, will indeed be applied. And this victory will be won within a very short time. Thank you, Father. I commit and commend my brethren, your children, into your loving hands. Keep them, oh God. Keep them. Keep everyone. Keep everyone. I am persuaded, Lord, that you are keeping us. And you will never fail to keep us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives, we shall dwell in the house of our God. Forever and ever. Amen. Shalom. Thank you, brethren. God.